Welcome to Prime Cohesion. In today's show, we are touching on the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and a bit of history in the region. Please be advised that content can be mature in nature and disturbing to some. We are not always the experts, but we strive to do our part and bring awareness to the subjects that matter to us. For informational purposes, this episode was recorded during the latter part of the second week of the conflict. throw this at you all right y'all ready yeah go ahead i did some i did a little research believe it or not so we got all this ukraine shit going on and that's horrific as it is so when we started seeing these pictures coming in i think i talked to smitty or or tater here i was like most of the images are showing grain fields do y'all remember the the great famine from history uh, what was that? It was the 1800s or? No, no, no. More recent than you think. There was one around 1913 in the same region. And Where? In Ukraine? Yeah. Let me get to it. You're, you're going to blow your mind here. Uh, the last one was after World War II, 46 through 47. And a lot of this was contributed to. Well, Stalin a, did it. Yeah. Stalin starved them out because they took all the grain. I mean, it was a. The crop was a problem, but the bigger part of the problem in a nutshell, there was a lot of infrastructure damage, obviously, from World War II. They couldn't get the crop up. Before World War II. Well, the last one was in World War II, 46, 47, mm-hmm. and it's referred to as the Soviet famine, depending on what literature you're looking at. But even today, their large part of their economy is grain and seed. So... There's an estimated 2 million people died between 46 and 47 in this region. But it's very interesting because I think in the history books, when I went to school, they just referred to it as one of the great famines. But, yeah, it was from 1932 uh, yeah. to 33. 3.9 million people. He killed 3.13% of the population. Yeah, so there's, there's several of them over the years over there. So we're looking at a issue coming again from like the World War II debacle because what happened was they had a crop. There was a lot of infrastructure damage, obviously, from World War II because they bombed the fuck out of everything. They couldn't get the crop up. Before World War II. Well, the last one was in World War II, 46, 47. Mm. And it's referred to as the Soviet famine, depending on what literature you're looking at. Yeah. And a lot of us denied it. And depending on... When you went to school, it may be referred to as the uh, Hollow Dumor. Hollow Domors. Yes. That that ring a bell? Yeah. So let me read this real quick. Go. All right. So the Hollow Domor, I probably butchered that. Death toll. Ukrainian famine known as the H word, a combination of Ukrainian words for starvation and to inflict death by one estimate claimed the lives of 3.9 million people, about 13% of the population. And unlike other famines in history caused by blight or drought, this was caused when a dictator wanted both to replace Ukraine's small farms with state-run collectives and punish 
independence-minded Ukrainians who posed a threat to the totalitarian authority. Ukrainian famine was a clear case of man-made famine, explains Alex DeWall, executive director of the World Peace Foundation at blah, 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 blah. We're looking at the same problem from World War II again. So we already have this massive tragedy going on in Ukraine. Their early crop, if they're correct, they will not get it off the fields because of the infrastructure. And that's going to be a domino effect around the globe. And it's really going to hurt them regionally. It may not hurt us in the United States, but it may cramp not just the U.S. and other countries because they're going to have to help supply the wheat and seeds and other products that they would normally do. So we already have this massive infrastructure issue with logistics, and it's going to get exacerbated by this war in Ukraine. And a lot of people have not caught on to how big a problem this is. No, and obviously Putin wants to control that. I think that's part of it. He's trying to expand his wealth potential in the economy. Ukraine alone is 12.8, and the other groups at 10.5. So that's greater than 10% of the world exports. So that's a lot. It's going to, the backfill that's going to be difficult. And they even have, let's call it out metric tons here, iron ore and other items is 41.8 million metric tons. The corn is 27, wheat 21.2, and so forth. And it just goes on. And it even says, even though it don't seem like a lot in tonnage, 3.9 million in sunflower seeds, rapeseed, and cozola, they're saying they're like, the number one producer in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I can't you know, verify it, but that's what they're saying. It seems to be consistent in all the documents that you can find on it. But this just goes as what you say, and Putin wants it for his own wealth. Yeah, absolutely. So Russia, their main export is obviously fuels and oil. Second largest export is precious metals, and then you got steel, cereals, and then... uh after that, it's pretty much minimal for anything else. But the the main thing they do is is oil and mineral fuels. So it makes sense if you're if that data is correct that that would basically fall in line with probably their second largest export if they were able to um, annex Ukraine like they're trying to. Yeah, I mean he's trying to offset the green initiative. It, it's not a dumb play by Russia by any means, but I think the way, I, I don't know, the way he's going about it. Yeah, I, and, yeah, I, yeah. we definitely don't condone that to anyone listening, but it's it, there's signs here that make logical sense globally at the political level. It's beyond yeah. more than there's Russia trying to maintain their sovereignty or... No, they didn't need to do all that to do that. Yeah, it, um, it don't make sense. I saw the blurbs where, I don't know, you probably saw it too, where they're talking about this would not have happened if Trump were in power because Trump supposedly told him, if you do that, then I'm coming after Moscow. Is there any truth to that? Or is it just, you know, about the Putin, internet in general? About Putin. Uh, well, it's been posted on different uh, news sites, different ones about how he promised him he wouldn't do it, but whatever, I guess. Because, I mean, Russia's been going after Ukraine for, what, the last 10 years? They've been, They've been... in an active conflict unofficially yeah. on the eastern side of Ukraine with uh, insurgents, we'll call it that. 
for about eight years that's as it's reported in the media I mean, yeah, so that's going that's going back to Obama yes yeah yeah I think uh, uh Trump was a uh he was a good deterrent because you didn't know what he was going to do I think that was why people were scared <laughs> yeah. you hey, weren't really sure why, if you can play that card he's not what you want in a leader <laughs> if you can play that card and you got good sense in a man or who or a woman whomever it is that provides strength without action yeah i think it can be a good thing um in the sense that the world doesn't need to know what we're gonna do yeah i, I don't like this whole concept of oh this is what i'm not going to do okay well then this is what i can do if i'm on the other side of that coin yeah stop telling people what we're gonna do stop that that's my thing and and that, i think that's what people misunderstood about trump was he was protect america first and and then after that we'll go there i mean he's the first president in 50 years to get north korea to the table so tell me how that happened yeah but as far as ukraine goes yeah you're absolutely right there's 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 more to it and it's about money and about control and obviously yeah of course we don't nobody here condones that kind of crap um, no. Nobody, nobody here wants to go to war. Nobody, I mean, nobody does. No, nobody wants that stuff. No, and there's, I think there's some nostalgia in it for Putin. From what I understand, Kiev in Ukraine holds some historical significance for the former USSR as well. Yes. Because it's, I mean, and there's some nostalgia there. Not that that's a reason to kill a shit ton of people, but... There's something to it. There's something more that we don't know, obviously. Yeah, well, uh, when the when the USSR and all that got broken up, obviously those, what we would probably call the establishment, right? So he was probably in that group of people in the know who probably resent the fact that the USSR was broken up and they want that, they want that land, they want that control back. Obviously, I don't know all the facts. That's just my opinion. Well, it's it's yeah. been told by a number of uh, outlets that Putin went, because he was KGP originally, he was the station chief in Berlin when the Berlin Wall came down, supposedly, and they were calling Moscow for direction, and the phones were silent. So they were basically abandoned there. So it, that says a lot about where his mind might be. Yeah, well, then you go back and think about the fact that, you know, all his political opponents are dead and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, it's a whole different world over there. It's very different. And I think, I think you know, here we get caught up in the electoral process and all that stuff, and, and a lot of people don't realize that it's not like that in probably 90% of the rest of the civilized world. Yeah. Yeah, and right now there's only state-run media that's active over there. I mean, there's no... Second choice, if, if they're, I'm going to keep saying the reports, if the reports are correct, but I don't, I know yeah. one person over that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I For can sure. see where that individual, all their media accounts have been shut down. So there is some truth to what's going on. What is all the truth? No truth. I don't know, but it, it's obvious, you know, like Twitter, Facebook, all this shit's been blocked from them. You saw all those. Uh, I saw the report, and I told you about it, Jason. I watched a video of a guy that lives in Ukraine with his family, and his father lives in Russia. And his father called him like nothing was going on in the middle of all this, and his son told him, 
well, we're getting shelled, Dad. And he's like, no, you're not. That's not happening. And he's like, well, no, Dad, I'm here. We're getting shelled. I'm telling you, I'm putting the kids and the wife on a train tomorrow to get the hell out of here. And his dad didn't believe him because on, of what they're being fed. Hey, right? And that's not in Russia. <laughs> that's what they're being fed in Russia. It was mm -hmm. the uh, Russian state-led news telling them, no, no, we're just trying to get the Nazis out of Ukraine. And well, it, because they're being overrun, blah, blah, blah. And his son keeps telling him, no, dad, my block got shelled. I'm, I have to leave my house. And he didn't believe him. He had to hang up with his dad because his dad never would believe him. Yeah, and you can actually see that. Uh, like I said, on Twitter, there was a video of uh, missiles hitting, you know, or maybe not missiles, but maybe it was mortar rounds or, or something, something to that effect. And you just watch the missile or whatever it was, the armament, the just, yeah, just pew. Or guys yeah. going out to a going out to a vehicle to get an injured person out, and two MIGs fly over, not a hundred yards off the deck, shooting missiles. Yeah. Did Did y'all see the uh, report where the gentleman from the Holocaust died from artillery rounds? He survived two concentration camps, but he ended up dying to a Russian artillery round at ninety six. It's just mind boggling to me. It's a uh... The whole situation is just real sad. You never want to see that anywhere. You don't want to see any of that. Absolutely not. I do think as a world or a human race, I think we've come a long way that everybody on a global scale agrees that this is unacceptable. Well, yeah, the world got a lot smaller. Now everybody sees everything. With the internet now so readily available to everybody, everybody sees what's going on now. Yeah in what light they see that going on, I guess, depends on your region and your political affiliation, apparently, with what you get fed. But yeah, everybody sees it. Now, nobody wants it, but yet it still happens. And it's funny, I saw a blurb. This is kind of off topic, but not really. I saw a blurb about how, you know, in America especially, we talk about how people that are 75 or 70 years old and older are unhirable or unemployable because they're just older, their cognitive skills have gone down and uh, physical abilities, blah, blah, blah. But yet that's entirely what's running this country is over 70 year old people. Look at Pelosi, look at Biden, look at, look at all of them. Most I of agree. them are in the Congress are over 70 years old. They're so out of touch with everything else that's going on. It's kind of, it's kind of mind boggling that they're still there making decisions at their age. Yeah, they're definitely living in a bubble in Washington, D.C. That's just my two cents. But I read that the other day, and I was like, you know what? You're right. It doesn't make any damn sense. Whether it was a joke or not on a meme, it still it kind of holds true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at the uh, president of the United States. Yeah. Struggling. He's struggling. But, yeah, I did actually, to reiterate that a little bit, I looked at the average length of a let's just say a U.S. congressman's term, mm -hmm. and it's really only eight years. Supposed to be. No, 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 no. That was that was based on real data. They're in and out in eight years? Yeah, the average on term. Average. Yeah. On average. average. But look yeah. at some of these people. I mean, like most of the ones they show, they've been in Congress or in politics for actually in place for 30-plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the average term of Congress may be eight years, 
but this person was in state they you know state run congress or then they went for u.s congress that's kind of the progression right so you start in your state and then and then you go to you yeah and then you go to u.s and then after that the upgrade is u.s senate and then from u.s senate usually presidents are only elected via u.s senate or you were a former governor the outlier is reagan and trump currently like recent history right yeah because politicians as a whole the way they exist now didn't exist in the 17 and 1800s i mean you had another job right (laughs) i mean hillary rodham clinton was was the wife of a president and then she ran for u.s senate she never held public office before that she was actually a fired lawyer before that lawyer yeah no i'm gonna have to delete that i don't want to be on a hit list Oh, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. My bad. <laughs> but I'm just saying she didn't hold political office before that. To my knowledge, I could and be she's wrong. She's not the only one either. I don't think. I think you're correct. She worked. She was a. I can't remember an intern or something. Yeah, she was an intern on the Watergate. Yeah, that's easily searchable. That's a wiki thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no opinion to that. That's truth. Yeah. But you know the other thing that maybe you're versed on this more than the rest of us, that the Soviets here have made the same mistake that Napoleon and the Germans did trying to attack anything in the winter in that part of the world is ignorant. And when you look at these fields like they are, you are not going to go through an irrigated field with a tank. I mean, how do you not know any better than that in the modern world? Well, they live in that climate, so... You know what I mean? I mean, this is the same mistake that's been made for probably 300 years. It's actually surprising that they hadn't figured it out. They made the same mistake that was made against them. Mm-hmm. Well, Ukraine's not that bad. It's Ukraine's... all crop fields. It's almost, when you look at yeah. Ukraine on a map, it's 70% agricultural fields, and they use recess. I call it recess irrigation. There's probably another term for it. The fields are down the road level so they like i'm not sure how they irrigate over there but it's reset so when it's winter it shits a mud bog like when you look at this stuff on a map it really doesn't even make sense the way that they're doing it no it doesn't I mean it does not it's like they just shot in there thinking they'd be done by monday morning you know have a beer on tuesday and get a hooray and the civilian yeah. population has got more fight in them than the russian army yeah. Tell you what, those patriots over there took up arms, and I gotta say they're holding their damn own. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, at least from what we're seeing, you know, yeah. from the outside looking in, I'm like, damn, they're giving them hell. Kiev, I think I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I would pronounce it. Kiev. Yeah. Yeah, that's the okay. modern Ukraine pronunciation is Kiev. Okay. Not the Russian pr- pronunciation. Right. That's one. Uh, is that the capital? Yes. Okay. What about yeah. what about Kharkiv? Kharkiv. It's right on the border. Mm-hmm. Has that been taken? Does anybody know? I think they took- they've taken some of it back, and it's going back and forth. And don't quote me on that. Okay. Just looking at the map. I mean, I know those are per- big cities. I guess uh, I don't know that for a fact. But Kiev being the capital, you think it's a big city, and then Kharkiv's right on the border. 
it's like it's not much of the country. I mean, there's still a lot there. And then on top of that, they got the Black Sea to their south, and they control the majority of that coast. So it, like I said, it just doesn't make sense. If if it were, I mean, if it were me, that's not the way I would have went about it. There's some experts that were saying before this broke out that he's trying to take everything, basically the major port down to the south, north of crime area, and they're thinking he wanted all the way to the river. So if you look at it from that sense, he that gives him a, a nice solid land bridge all the way through the major ports. And now he yeah. has to control of the ports. Ukraine has to do that. And they have all the nuclear facilities. So now he has the nuclear power generation and half of the, I, was, I say half, but you know, a large portion of the agricultural. They pretty much have the entire outer port, the parts that border Russia, Mm-hmm. Russia has control over, like Donetsk and Luhansk and Maripol, uh, Crimea, which is on the Black Sea because they got the whole entire Russian Navy in there mm-hmm. kicking the hell out of it. And uh, Kharkiv, they have, they've got Kiev pretty well surrounded, but they haven't been able to get it. What about Belarus? What is... It's a puppet state of Russia. Okay. So they're not doing anything? They're not helping? No, no, that's where the northern attack came from. Okay, so they came through. Okay, that makes sense then. But they're not helping. Uh, they are under... They're just letting them pass through? We are... No, 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 no. They were doing... Belarus is the, the group that they were doing the war games with. The guy, president or whatever he's called over there, was basically put in place by Putin. And that's why he wants Ukraine. He's trying to get the Balkans back the way it was prior to... What was it? 94? Quote me on that. Belarus a Russia ally. It is. They they're are. Calling, yeah, they're, they're calling them a Russian. Now they're helping them. They're helping Russia. Yeah, they're not a NATO. Yeah, they're. Was north of them. It's north of them, I guess. Yeah, there's a all couple of the smaller ones. Like Poland and all that are all. Yeah, Poland's a little to the west. So what you're saying is they, all right, they pretty much control Belarus, even though yes. whatever they want Ukraine. I'm assuming that. These other ones to the east and south, Georgia, there's a bunch of, I can't tell what they are, but there's a bunch of little stuff in there. I'm assuming they want control of that. Yeah. They, and then. They want this buffer zone back that was prior to the agreement. I believe it was somewhere in the later part of the Clinton administration. Because technically there is a treaty with Russia and the United States and a few others. Don't quote me the, the year here, but Clinton was in office. And they were supposed to help protect the sovereign of Ukraine because Ukraine had a portion of the newts that were Russian. I mean, mind it, they were aging and they didn't have, I guess, the economy at the time to keep them maintained or whatever needs to be done. I'm not a nuclear expert, but they ended up giving up their newts and that exposed them defensively. So they gave them back to Moscow, basically. So but, he and that, that came out of that treaty. In, but he can't advance past Ukraine, really, because everything surrounding Ukraine and Belarus is NATO. Right. And that would get it All back it. almost to what the USR used to be if he went that far. When it was the USSR before it split, they were huge. Something's got to give. Absolutely. Yeah, because I don't think 90%, well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't have a number, but... I don't believe a lot of the Russian population who actually knows what's going on is behind this at all. I think they don't. there's a group, and it's the younger generations, that 
or the online group, like the streamers and people like that, that know how to duck through government oversight. Well, they're just more educated. They're more uh, worldly. They understand what's going yeah. on and they know it ain't right. Yeah. And, but you have most of their population, which is older, kind of like we're, our population is swung to, that still believe what they see on state-run TV. And it's the truth they get on TV. It's not because they don't know anything outside the, the border of the country. That's our problem, CNN versus Fox versus one or on or QAM oh, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like my mom's generation that grew up watching Walter Cronkite, who told the truth for the most part. He just told the news. He didn't have a political spin on it. He didn't have any of that. So, you know, you could believe what you were being told at the time back in the Vietnam era. And even before that, they kind of believed you could believe at least most of what you were being told by Cronkite or whoever. So they still kind of believe that there's no way that the government's just going to flat out lie to me. A lot of people still believe that here. The government's not there to tell you the truth, though. That's what people got to get through their heads. And they're not going to either. Well, they can't. A lot of times you can't. And a lot of times most people really don't need to know everything that's going on. What what did Jack Nicholson say? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Well, that's the... That's, That's kind a, of the double-edged sword of the information age and instant information. You probably shouldn't know these things. <laughs> you don't really need to know. Yeah, what are you going to do with the information anyways? Yeah. It's just like whoever, whatever the president or whoever it is in power, I don't care who they're fucking. I don't care. It's got nothing to do with their ability to do their job. I don't care. And I right. shouldn't know. It's none of my damn business. I don't give a damn. Everybody freaking out about the wrong shit. That's how they keep you distracted, though, in all reality. Any kind of state-run anything, you put out information that's not true, or you put out things that will distract you from what's really going on. Look at any big event, like a big event, and then look at what happens in Congress while that's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or look what's going on behind the scenes in Russia right now, if we could see it. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, they have to throw the big shiny thing this way to make you look that way while all this is going on over here. I don't want you to pay attention to what we're actually voting on in Congress. Look at this big shiny thing that happened over here. Okay, let's hurry up and vote before people look back. Do you ever see that movie Lucky Number Slevin? What is that? No, I have not, but I remember the movie. can't remember. I wish I could remember what it's called. I'm trying to look it up. But there, there's a term for it. Everybody looks left, and you go right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. That's the type of stuff the government does, or a government will do, or people in power will do. They'll make you look left while they're going right. And that's kind of, that could be what, that could be Russia's whole play in this whole thing, is everybody's focusing on this, and we're doing something totally different that you're not paying attention to. That's yeah. my concern. That's my biggest concern is maybe they really don't want Ukraine. Maybe this is all a play because it, if Russia really wanted Ukraine, they'd have it. That's my opinion. They kind of did it more so along the lines of a, like a frog on a hot plate. They kind of just kept pushing in. Oh, we're not doing anything. Oh, we're barely doing anything. There's not a whole lot going on here. Nothing to see here. We're just uh, 
And then before you know it, they're in there. Yeah, it's definitely not the shock and awe. No. Kansas City Shuffle. Is that what you're thinking of? Kansas City Shuffle. That's what it is. Yes. That's what I feel like they're doing. I feel like everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a whole play for something else. Yeah. I definitely definitely think that. 100%. I think Russia is up to something totally different. And the whole Ukraine thing is just a play. A direct misdirection. Yeah. I think everybody needs to pay attention to what Russia is not telling you. I think you need to pay attention to what Russia is doing outside of Ukraine. And I have a you feeling know, that our government is paying attention, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I never, uh, until you said that, I never really thought about it that way as far as I thought they were just trying to do something silly. Well, not silly, but he's trying to go after Ukraine for whatever reason, whatever gain that he's going to get out of it. Obviously, he's got something in his mind that's, But I was worried in the beginning about China, to be honest with you, because with China inviting him to Beijing for the Olympics, inviting Putin, and, you know, he's the big guest and their buddy-buddy, and uh, because if China and Russia got together, that wouldn't be pleasant for anybody. No, but they're they're buddy-buddy anyway. Yeah, even though China's downplaying it. I don't know. What do you think about that? The way China's like, oh, no, 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 we don't condone it. We're condemning it. I don't believe anything the Chinese say. I don't believe anything the Chinese, I don't believe anything that the Russians, and I don't believe anything that the North Koreans say. Ooh, that's another wild card there. That's a wild card. Let me say say this, publicly, publicly. Yeah, North Korea is definitely a wild card in this. I think a real wild card in this that nobody's talking about is the Taliban. That they're they're a resurgence? Yeah. They hate the Russians. Yeah. Because that's who went into Afghanistan first. And we fed them all kinds of weapons. Dude, when Russia was attacking Afghanistan, we're the ones that created the Taliban for the most part. We're funding both sides of the war now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, do tell. We funded it then. We're funding it now. Every war, do the research, every war that the U.S. has not been directly involved in, we funded both sides of it. We're buying Russian oil, are we not? Some, yes. We were, we were. Okay, are we not feeding the Ukraine's weapons, food, storage, things of that nature? In mass. In mass. We're funding both sides. I don't know how much we're doing in oil anymore from Russia, but... Well, no, you saw India got some on the down low. They got some discounted oil from Russia, well, and then they I, tried to downplay I, it. Well, I wonder how many people are thinking that pipeline's looking a whole lot better now. Which one, the Nord Two or the one the... that we shut down? Oh yeah, our, our Keystone. But that, that, yeah. that pipe. Everybody keeps bringing up the Keystone pipeline, but I, I agree, it shouldn't have been shut down. One, two, it wasn't finished, so it's not doing anything for us. No, Cur- not now, not yet. Not now, no, no, they shut it down. It the uh, the thing is with that one, it's the newer pipeline, and it would bring you a ton of oil out of Canada. And we wouldn't have to buy it from Russia or any other regime. We weren't buying any when Trump was in office. We weren't. What they did was they they turned around and it's something to do with the EPA restrictions. They, they talk. They keep saying that all these permits are out there. Well, these guys can't drill because you're restricting it. You approve the permits, but they can't drill. They can't actively drill. So you're you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, there, there's like. Someone had mentioned uh, like 9,000 leases or something to that extent. 
but they got so much red tape on it. You, you can't afford the personnel to fill the paperwork out to drill. It makes it uneconomical. And that's how these administrations shut down the oil drilling in the United States. But what gain is that? So they're gaining money by that pissed the green so they new buy oil from somewhere else. They get money. No, it puts the Green New Deal back on the table where they have their interest in. Oh, you think that's the end game? Yes. The need of fossil fuels to that level down where you don't need to make fuel. It's whoever's making yeah, I just don't money off of the... the fact of you have to make batteries and EVs. So if they're blocking something, then they're getting money from somewhere else. So what's the end game? You block the pipeline, you buy money from or you buy oil from somewhere else because you're getting kickbacks? You're getting money back from that for letting them sell oil? Is that the deal? Yeah, something to that effect. I couldn't say for certain, but I would say always follow the money. Yeah, always. There is some the truth keys. to that. I mean, sometimes it's, it's an There's abuse. always truth to that. Yeah. Well, sometimes they say that and they don't find the money. But to the most that part, That don't yeah. mean it's not there. Right. Yeah, it is hard because... The people who are in power are also the best at hiding where the money is going or where it's coming from. Well, when you write the loopholes, yeah. the money, it's really easy. I can't they, find the damn loopholes. I have to write these bastards a check every year. I'm doing pretty it's, good. Oh, you still got children at home. Wait, yeah. just wait, buddy. That's they, a whole other. Yeah, we can touch on that another time because I got a lot to say about that. What taxes? No, real no. estate. I read the other day, just to, you know, touch on it real quick. You've basically priced out so many people out of the market. Also, there's another conspiracy behind that, but we won't. I won't get into it. Oh, no, I'm going to give it to you, and it might be the same subject. I think, Smitty, did we talk about they have priced out starter homes in this economy? Is that where you're going, Tater? Yeah. You That's, cannot yeah. buy a starter home because the Price is three times what it used to be. Everything is going up, but pay. I looked at mobile homes, $150,000 local to me. Damn. Mobile. You're fucking a, kidding me. A mobile stationary home. A single wide? <laughs> Paying a single grand wide, for brother. a single wide? A single wide, brother. I'm telling you. God, I damn, was like, you got to be a triple wide me. for 150 grand. You got to be kidding me. I'm, you know, and, and I'm looking, you know, obviously we're in that situation right now. And I'm just like, we're looking, we're looking, looking, looking. I'm just hoping the right deal comes along. The problem is, is you got in these quote unquote investors who yeah. are buying, buying up, up all property. the properties, man. Yep. And yeah. they've artificially inflated uh rent cause of it. Cause they got cheap ass interest rates and they got the yep. rent almost double. That's our problem. I, We've talked about this that a lot. This is a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about this yeah. for, for hours. Because yeah. go rent right now and just sell the house and put the money in the bank. Well, catch this. Catch mm-hmm. this. It's a double-edged sword there, too. It's a catch-22. You can't you... afford to rent. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even that. Even if you wanted to go buy another house. Let's say, okay, let's say I bought my house at one hundred and fifty grand, right? I bought it five years ago at one hundred and fifty grand. Right. All I've been paying for five years is interest anyway. So I still owe 150 grand on the house. Okay. All right. Now my house is worth, or my house and my property is worth $300,000. Correct. Sure. I sell it for 300 grand. 
Let's just call it a flat rate, three hundred grand. Where are you going to go? Yeah, you can't buy nothing. It's going to have to crash, and then we're going to be in the same shape or worse than during the Obama administration. In where 09, they, yeah, oh seven, and that was all just a slap a label on. It's political. I'm gonna end it with this from the little bit of snooping around that I've done, and me and a buddy of mine. There is one large conglomerate of real estate companies and they are buying all the properties now i don't know what the end game is but it is one entity thank you for joining us if you have any questions or comments about today's program we can be reached at primecohesion at gmail.com also you can stop by and check us out on facebook and for those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program you can do so at redcircle.com backslash shows backslash prime cohesion.